it's just trying to find that why and always remember that. And sometimes you're going to have to go back and figure that back out again. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the thing. And that's okay. Don't yeah. beat yourself up for it. Just go back and be like, all right, why did I really start this? What is my purpose here for that? And as long as you know your purpose for what you're doing and the intention that you have with everything you do on that field or, or on the court or whatever it may be, then you can continue to impact in a positive way and not in a negative way. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Coach's Journey Show. I'm your host, Matt Mullins. Today's featured guest is Clay Smeltzer. Clay is an assistant baseball coach at Kinderdale High School and is also a seventh grade math teacher. Clay is a high energy guy and he's bringing a lot of knowledge into this episode today and I can't wait for you to get inspired by the way that he approaches every single day and his passion for coaching. So please sit back and enjoy this edition of The Coach's Journey. So, I mean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I woke up. So, it's hey. a good day. Hey, you, you, you wake up with the best attitude. Because I listened to that Going Yard podcast yesterday. Yeah. When you said, when you said that, hey, I woke up, it's as simple as that. Yeah, it's, it is, man. And that's where, that's where like, like, I used to wake up and not be excited about the day. Like, like and just kind of go through and be like, oh, crap. Like, and I was a burnout teacher. You know, I go in there and I'm like, you know, like, really, do I got to go do this and stick in this system where I don't necessarily agree with everything and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, just waking up, not being excited about the day. And, and really what it was is I wasn't grateful for the opportunity that I got. And I uh, kind of, you know, was just floating through. I wasn't internally growing. I just, you know, it, it, so when I started being grateful and putting a routine in my morning that when I wake up, like I hate waking up early, but when I do my routine right after that, I'm like, dude, it's go time. I'm like, it's like my dad always said, you know, whenever you cross that line, it's go time. And don't cross my line until, you know, don't cross that line unless you're ready to go. So once I get done that and I say, I say my things and, you know, and I, and, and I look up and, and thank him for the day that we get, that we are given, man, I'm just ready to roll. I'm like, whatever it is, I'm like, it's, it's coming. I'm going to do it. So. So how'd you start that process, you know, creating that morning routine and, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm, we've all yeah. been there. I've been there. It's hard to make that transition. You know, you, you may have had a negative attitude for so long, and then all of a sudden, hey, I need to make this change. Yeah. Well, for me, it was the second time I allowed anxiety to take over my life. And I and I used to say uh, about anxiety, like, oh, it got the best of me. But no, no, no. It's like I, I let it do it because uh, – and it was probably about two, two and a half years ago where I was watching Game of Thrones with my wife and the one scene where they're running through the tree and zombies and stuff like that. I don't know if you watch it or not. But uh, I had a panic attack over that. And I mean, like full blown. And then from there, I just kind of spiraled. And uh, because what I would do with my anxiety is, is I, well, first, I wouldn't talk about it. Um, the first person I started really talking about and saying I have it was my wife. Um, and I was, listen, I deal with this and, and I'm not really sure how to handle it. And uh, so that just kind of spiraled down. And I just got to a super negative point. I mean, things were in, around my life were happening. We got married, we got a house, we got all, you know, all the stuff is going great. But internally, I wasn't doing for me what I needed to do. So I wasn't growing uh, internally. I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't building my body. I wasn't building my mind. And I wasn't building the bonds with other people. And that's kind of the three realms that I kind of stay in. And, uh, you know, I was eating tasty cakes and cookies and I felt like it, you know. So I wasn't, I wasn't working out. I felt like it. 
uh, as an athlete, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, dude, that ain't, I was like, that's not an athlete's body, you know? So there's some self-image things there. Um, you know, my mind, I wasn't reading books. I wasn't talking to guys like you. I wasn't having conversations about things that I really wouldn't have conversations about to grow my mind. Um, and then my bonds with other people, I wasn't talking to my wife about how I felt. I wasn't talking to other people. I wasn't, you know, going out and sharing, you know, my story, um, so that I can get things out there in the open. So it just spiraled really negative for me. And it, and I was just like in a bad place and, 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 I don't want to say a depression kicked in, but there's a couple of times where I'm like, dude, like I just want to go to sleep and uh, you know, and not kind of deal with stuff. And, you know, for me, anxiety hits me physically and I'm like, dude, I feel like, you know, I'm going to get sick and stuff like that. And I hate getting sick. But uh, so it just got to a point, my, my wife actually, I didn't use the whole thing. So I apologize for that to her, but it really kickstarted a, a process to what she gave me. Is it like a, a box about thank you and, and writing thank you cards? And I didn't do the writing piece but I use it as a kickstart in my life just to be thankful. Cause I wasn't at that point. And, and I was just kind of like mad at the world. Or like, I, I just wasn't happy, like in my own self, not the things around me, but waking up and being thankful. I wasn't being thankful or grateful for the time that I actually had here. So I'm like, I need to do something that gets my mind right at the beginning of the day. And I need to end it right. So I started putting a routine where I have, I got a whiteboard in my room where, or in our closet where I get dressed and I sit down there every morning and I go through my list of what it, well, I have a saying first. And then I look at my list and I go down through my list of the things that, that keep me centered. And then I sit there and, uh, I just, I look up and I say, Hey, thank you. And, and I've mentally got to a space where I've built in my mind, this safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I forget which book I read it. I was reading it, but the, Oh, it was, um, the way of the, the way of the seal, which is a, about, um, uh, I forget who wrote it. Um, uh, but it, it was a Navy seal who built this place in his mind, his mental place where that's where he goes. And, uh, so that's kind of where I go every morning and it's a safe mental space for me. I build it. Um, I stay in that kind of space just to thank, you know, I thank, uh, you know, God for the day that he gave me the opportunity. Um, and, and what really kind of changes, I started thanking and saying, thank you for the, the blood in my veins, the breath, the, the beat in my heart and the breath in my lungs, because that gives me the opportunity to go out and do something with the day. Um, I end my day the same way. You know, I, I have a routine at the end of the day, just to thank, you know, thank for all the things I went through. Um, one of the reasons I do a wilt every day, what I learn, uh, what I learned today, that's what wilt stands for. Uh, is because I'm always looking to learn throughout the day. There's never a day that I go, that goes by where I'm not looking to to take something in and get something out of it. So that kind of mindset and being where I was, that negative piece of being where I was fueled me to do something different because I didn't like the results that I had. And so instead of bitching and complaining about it, I did something about it. And it was simple. I mean, I try to get too complicated with things uh, lots of times, and, and I just made it simple. Do something in the morning that centers me, do something in, at the end of the day to be thankful that I had today that centers me, that allows me to be like, dude, I like, I left it on the field today. And uh, that's what I want to do every day is leave it on the field. Um, when I lay my head down, I want to be good and be like, yo, like I let it out there today. So that's kind of a, it, 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 once you put it in process and do it, I mean, I've been doing it for uh, probably two years now. So but once you put it in process and do it for 30 days, it's going to stick. 
Mm-hmm. So that's great. I think it's important for, especially for coaches to mm-hmm. get their morning routine together. I mean, yeah. we always preach to our players about, you know, you got to come in with a, you got to show up, you got to have a great attitude. I mean, but we've got, we've got to embody that ourselves. And yeah. I think we forget sometimes as coaches because mm-hmm. the pressure to win, um, we forget to take care of ourselves. We get forget to take care of ourselves mentally. You know, th- this morning, you know, I, I was excited. I, I woke up excited because I get to do this podcast with you. You're yeah. a high energy guy, and we get to talk about something that that means something. You know, yeah. And, but when I first woke up, when that alarm went off, <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. You wake up, yeah. and your first thought is 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 going to be. It might be negative because you're going to be. Yeah, and I'm Mine tired. Is. I'm tired. I don't want to get up right now, but you know, I, I started, let me, I started reading this book yesterday called the energy bus and it's by John. Gordon. Yes. You, you got, Oh it. yeah. Yeah. John's going good. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and I'm like, I'm almost done with it. I started it yesterday. It's a really easy read, simple message, but man, it's powerful. Yeah. But when I woke up and I started getting that thought, Man, I'm tired. I don't want to get up right now. It was it's six a.m. on a Saturday. I, you just you just you got to start forcing yourself. Hey, let's go. We got to attack the day with energy. We got to mm-hmm. be positive. And so I got my headphones, got my running shoes on, and I started running around, running around the neighborhood. Um, and I just as I was going through that run, and something that I picked up in this book that the main character did, he would go on walks around his office and talk talk to himself about things he was thankful for. And so yeah. as I was running, I was, te- I was saying the things I was thankful for, and it's impossible for you to have a bad day. <laughs> thankful about yeah, it that. is, it is. That, that was the biggest thing that changed for me is just being thankful and grateful. And it's that simple. I mean, as guys, we're fixers and we try to get too complicated in what we fix and then just, just shut up and, and narrow it down to just be grateful for what you have. And once you start doing that and that mindset gets in, like you can't, like you said, you can't be negative being thankful for the things that you have sure there's tons of stuff like i'm not where i you know i want to be i want to get better and i think that's an internal drive as a man is to always get better uh and especially it's even stronger as being an athlete and um but uh, yeah like we're striving for that but i gotta be thankful in the moment in the present that i have because this is the moment that i have um i went to a, a woman's leadership or or as a teacher Every year we kind of go to a women's men's leadership and, and we switch it up and went to the women's leadership. Well, the lady that was there, she said, you know, stop being having one foot in the past and one foot in the present pissing all over the, or sorry, one foot in the past, one foot in the future and pissing all over the present. And I'm like, dude, because <laughs> at that mental, that mental spot, like I was being negative, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm worried all about like what's going to happen, what's going to happen, legacy, all this stuff like what am I going to do in the future? What am I going to do? Where am I going? Where am I going? And I totally was forgetting about why in the moment. So it's kind of, you know, reflecting, changing. And as men, we need to, and as men, as coaches, we have to get our players to that point where everything that they do, they're reflecting on what they do. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a pitcher's coach. So if as a coach, if my guys are throwing a pitch and they throw one wrong and always looking at me, I'm, like I'm the one out there doing it. Like I'm not teaching them. I'm not building them to reflect and be independent. I'm building them to be dependent on me because they're like, well, what am I doing? I'm like, well, what do you think you're doing? So, um, and that's one of the big things like within coaching is it, like you said, a lot of times we get lost and forget as coaches about, you know, we want, we want kids to win and have fun. 
but our main objective as a coach is to teach them to be men or women. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to be the example for yourself. And as a coach, like we talk about, I talk about my routines, um, my social media pe uh, pieces in the will, my students, my, my, my players go listen to them. Um, they go listen to the podcast cause they want to know. And we have conversations about stuff like that. So we take time and practice to not just do skills of the game, but we go, we, we take 15, 20, like the other day we had a bad game where we came back and we spent probably 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of practice talking about mentality. What do we do? How can we fix that? Um, why are, why are we, and it was excuses. It, umpire wasn't calling pitches. Well, what are you going to do? It's not your, it's, it's not your zone. It's his. So you can get mad and that's going to take you in this negative way where you can do something in order to change that mentality, have a, a thought reactive process instead of an emotionally reactive process, zone yourself in, narrow yourself down, accept the challenge and then go pitch to his zone. So we spent, you know, 15, 15, 20 minutes talking about that and then went to practice. Um, so it's just being the example. And when you're the example, your players are going to play hard, harder for you and, and, and really ultimately for themselves. Cause I mean, they're not really playing. I mean, some of them will play for us, but really it's themselves and, and their character and the team in the bond. So. Mm -hmm. That's great. I, and I think that's important too. Um, you know, to, you can't, you can't get caught up in, you know, you always say the X's and the O's, you know, the next day you have a bad game. It, it's important to take those 15 minutes and talk about and yeah. um, to talk about what went wrong. And it, it gets them, it, like you said, it gets them thinking, you yeah. know, instead of just, reacting emotionally Correct. And, you know that takes a lot of work um you know i kind of backtracking a little bit you're talking about the things that you went through and um really making a change in your life is that how you developed your why for coaching yeah well it's how i developed my why for life it's through the struggle and through the pain and uh through the hurt but also getting to the point where i stopped lying to myself you know it because I'm a confident person, but that confidence overshadowed, which is ego in, in points of time, overshadowed what I was really doing inside. So people would be like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I really wasn't good inside. I wasn't really truthful. I didn't want to own certain parts of myself. You know, I didn't want to own the anxiety and say I had it because I didn't like it. It pissed me off. And um, but I but now I own it and I understand it and what it's for. Um, so we didn't own what, uh, and this is the, there you go, the dark side of the light chasers. Mm -hmm. That's one that was a huge one for me that went to the shadow side is what they call it. And that dark side, but like anger, like I don't want to get angry and mad, but dude, that like most of the time when I really look at it, my motivation, and I might be different than a lot of people. We talked about this the other day, my motivation to do better in that situation where the umpire is being pissed. If I'm pissed, I'm going at it. And instead of being pissed and, and making it negative, I get pissed and it motivates me. I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, it's go time. Um, but a lot of people take that, that being pissed and that anger and use, utilize it in a negative way because they don't know how to understand and control the emotional piece to it. Um, but for me, I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, I'm angry. I'm, I'm going. And I won't go until I stop, you know. So, so that's some uh, of, of the things that I kind of – did and then also teach to our players and i teach that to my students so i teach seventh grade math um at our, our school district i coach at and uh i teach that too to them because 
in my classroom and on the field, my first job is to teach you uh, um, is to build you in life first and then I'll coach you or then I'll teach you some math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's first, it's first it's life because honestly, I mean, I'm going to teach them some math stuff and, and they probably won't. I mean, some of the stuff they're never going to use in their life. Um, and even on the skills, like when are they going to go swing a bat in real life, you know, mm-hmm. ever, you know, unless they go yeah. play and use it as a profession. Um, but what is it going to do? What can I, by teaching them to swing that bat, what can I utilize out of that discipline or out of that swing or out of that action in order for them to be able to utilize in life and, and, and go back to that moment? Like, man, it was really hard. That's that, that baseball was a P man, but I still got up to the plate and I still did what I needed to do. So that's great. I, I like that a lot. Um, so you, you coach at Kennerdale, right? Yep. Yep, Kennerdale High School. Now, correct me, is it, it you said you're near York, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a basically it's in the middle of Pennsylvania, right down the bottom. We're literally two minutes from Maryland. Okay. Um, so if you I describe it as a if, if you drive down in the middle of nowhere, keep going, and then you'll see fields and then some trees and then some fields and some trees, and all of a sudden you'll you'll be like, bam, here's like three schools, and you're like, Oh, okay, this is Kennerdale. <laughs> so little do you know, y'all are doing something great over there with your baseball program and development. Yeah, we are. So don't don't correct. blink and go by it because you might miss something. <laughs> I um, know, right? So when we talked on the phone um before mm-hmm. we before we scheduled this interview. You had talked about the culture of the program, of all yeah. of the athletics programs before you got involved in it. It was really negative. They didn't have confidence. Correct. And you, you you came in and who, who's the other who's the other coach that you uh, – Coach Connect. His coach name's Connect. Coach Connect, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's our head coach. And, and y'all really dove in and, and changed the culture. Yeah. And what I'm curious about is the process of how y'all did that. Yeah. How did you switch that mentality? Because it's tough. I mean, you got to change a lot of kids' mindsets. Um, yeah, that's. How did you change it from that negative? We're gonna go out and lose to all right. We're ready to go. We're we're confident. We're gonna win. Yeah. Um, so I had a first. I want to state that like it was a lot through our our ladies' programs down there have a winning mentality. Our boys programs don't, and I have no, but it's been historical. So um, when we came in, I mean, we, we just didn't accept it. Like, so as coaches, you first, I think what, what the best thing that Coach Connect did as a head coach is to put a staff together that's all on the same page. Because if you don't have that and you have somebody in there, like basically cancer, you got to get rid of it. Cancer is going to go take over everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a coaching staff, that's on the same page, on the same beat. That's our varsity and JV programs. Um, if they're not on the same page, like you're going to have cancer inside of there. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to produce the results that you want. Um, so when he put his coaching staff together, um, and even when I was interviewed, that's one of the things that I'm like, hey, I'm going to teach kids life first, and, and then I'll teach them the game. Um, and, and that was just a mentality that we all had. And that was every varsity coach. That was every JV coach. And we started with – three, three, five, five coaches started. We started with five coaches, but we all had the same mentality. Um, he did a very nice job of setting expectations for us um, and saying like, Hey, here's what the process is. Here's what we're going to go through. Here's our mentality. Here's what we want to teach. Here's the things that we want to get rid of. So uh, before season even started, we've built a connection with kids as teachers already so a lot of the kids wanted to just come play with us because of what we did in school. 
Um, so we already built a relationship with them there. Uh, so our first year re- preseason, we probably had 30 to 40 kids out, which never has happened there at all. They're just like, whatever, we're just going to show up and play during, during, during the season. So, but then what happened is, is in that off season is where we started to build that culture. So we set expectations right away that here's the level at which you need to be playing, not only playing, but your actions, not only your actions on the field and with us, but in school and in the community. So we have our community, we have our school and we have on the field and all of that is a high expectation. So we set out that first. And anybody in that level, if you weren't holding that expectation, we held you accountable and we called you out. Hmm. And because it's it just it's not acceptable for us. Um, but we also at the same point, we held ourselves to that accountable. Uh, if we're going to ask you to come work hard and give us 100%, we're going to come and we're going to give our 100%. They saw us there every day. They saw us doing there. They saw us in the drills. They saw us, uh, you know, being the example. So we had to set that right away and then curb that. So anytime anybody was like, oh, I'm going to slack off. We're like, no, you're going to run more. And they didn't like it at first. But then their job, and again, it's not our job to get results. It's theirs because they're the one that's playing. But we put them in a position to get results Mm -hmm. and see something different as a team effort instead of an individual effort. Cause that's what it really was is when you have that losing mentality, it's an individual effort. They didn't come together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did our first year is we didn't have the most talent, but, and uh, we had guys that could play. We always have guys, it's a baseball area. So we have guys that can play, but we didn't have necessarily the high, highest quality of talent, but we changed our mindset to be relentless and that's where we went. We had wristbands that were relentless. Uh, our motto was just relentless. And everything that we did and said, you will be relentless. When we go do something, you do it for intention. You don't go throw a ball just to throw a ball. You throw a ball to get better. Mm. Well, it's the same motion. You don't go warm up and stretch just to stretch and be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to do. No, you go stretch for a purpose. Mm. And so everything that we did, we built that purpose into it and that relentlessness into it. And it came onto the field. So instead of we didn't say we're going to go win all these things. What we did is we changed it and said, if we show up, you're going to damn well know we were there. Mm-hmm. And that's the mindset that we had. And that's the mindset that, that the players started to take on. And I mean, we would just battle out. Well, I, I, I don't even, I'm not a records person. I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what our record is right now. I just know, Hey, the next game is Monday. Let's go get it. Right. And then at the end of the season, when it all comes down to like, okay, let, coach, why don't you tell me what the, so he does all that um but like i don't know what our record was but i mean it in the first two years we won more games in our first two years than we did the previous five years Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because the attitude was different it wasn't a mentality of we're going to go win it was a mentality of when we show up you're going to damn well know we were here whether we win whether we lose you're going to know it you're going to know what kennerdale baseball is all about and uh we've continued that process um, with our players, we ingrained that in our JV program so that it builds up to our varsity program. So like last year, our, after our third year, is it our, I can't remember, it's our fourth or fifth year. I think it's our fourth year. Mm-hmm. But after last year, we graduated 11 seniors. So this year, we have a young team. We have a ton of sophomores. We have a ton of sophomores that came up and were like, I don't care. 
Like I'm going to go step in and play and I'm going to do it. And that's the nice thing of the culture that when you build that, you don't get just teams that here and there guys can play. You get a whole bunch of people that if I put you in at second, I know that you're going to be able to perform. If I put you up to the plate to DH, no matter who you are, whether you're a starter or not, I know they're going to go perform. If I put you on a base path, I know you're going to go perform. Or, you know, it might you might not have the greatest amount of talent, but you're going to give every single thing that you have. And so anybody that we put in, I right now don't have a – I know that they're going to go out and they're going to give it their best. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to kind of go out here – and, and things like that. We all, each player has their role in the team uh, and each player is expected to perform um, at the highest level in practice first, uh, because the way you practice what you're going to get in the game. But when game time, we, we've developed because of that, we developed the confidence or they've developed the confidence to step in and do the job. So I think that's, that's one of the things It's just, you got to set expectations right away. You've got to hold them accountable and, you got to teach them in town. You can't just say, Hey, I want you to be, I, I want you to be relentless. You got to go show them and you got to go expect that. And we got to talk about it. And I don't think enough coaches take the time because you're limited on your time, but I don't think they take enough time to actually have conversations about what relentless means. What's it look like? Like we changed our word this year to earn everything. Well, what is that? What's that mean? How do we put that into just taking our, our EDDs, which is our everyday, our everyday uh, disciplines and, and our fielding, our infielders. So how do you put that into that? How do you put that into every time I swing? What's that mean? Earn everything, you know? So it's just a mentality. It's a thought process and to gather everybody, not only players, but coaches are, and what these guys have done is they not only did it in the field, they've done it in the school and practiced it in the school wow. and they've practiced it in our community. Wow. So, we like it's amazing how many people show up to our games i'm like i don't know where all these people came from but when our first couple games there was like nobody and even some parents they didn't come because they're like when am i gonna go watch like this like uh and um but now i mean we like the whole thing's like packed um we went to districts and and played in the district championship two years ago i mean there was probably like 70 70 some people there wow it was awesome i'm like dude i'm like and that was our second year was that our set? Yeah, that was our second year. We went to the district playoffs and we went to states, and it, it was just incredible. And we still have that that coming in, um, and that's the nice thing, you know, that what we've built. Like when we have tryouts and stuff like that, like I know there's people probably in our school, that are in our in our district that probably play, but they don't come out for us because they know what our expectation is and they don't want to work for it. And too, we, too they know, tough. yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna put up with it. And uh, I think that's needed, that's especially good. today. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. You know, I was curious as you're going through that, was there a specific moment that you can remember where you started to see the change in your players from that negative attitude to that we're going to show up and you're going to know that we were here? Well, it, it, it probably wasn't the first – it definitely wasn't the first couple games because mm -hmm. they had to go out and break that. But – We've had we had some hard games in there where we were playing people that probably should have just annihilated us, but we went into but we probably I know went into the seventh inning like scratching and clawing just like boom putting like no you put a couple crawl no we're going to come and put a couple crawls and and the kids just started doing what needed to get on base mm -hmm. and to put runs across 
And, and that attitude of like, Oh, like, okay. And then us sitting, it's not, not sitting back, but encouraging, like, listen, this is what we're talking about. This is what relentless is. I have no idea if we're going to win this thing or pull it out to do, we're going to go after it. And that just scratching and stuff, them going out and realizing that they themselves could actually do something and not have that attitude is a game changer, you know? And I think that's, that's where you have a culture of where losing is acceptable. They started realize it's a culture of really not losing is acceptable, but it's a culture of, I don't think I can. And they started to change that and go, Oh, I actually can do this. Like we can actually win. We can actually play with these guys. Mm-hmm. So I think it probably didn't happen for about four or five games, but after they saw like, Ooh, we can, we can scratch stuff across. We can stay with these guys and we're going to give you a fight to the end. I think a lot of that, that first year was them stepping up and being like, all right, like I'm going to fight. And, and I think internally as a man, we love to fight. You know, we like that battle. We like, especially as an athlete, like, man, you, you give me, I just, I want to be in like their situation. I'm like, man, I wish I could grab that bat and get in there, oh, uh, you know, but you know, we can't, but I, I think they started to take that mentality on like, Oh, this is a fight. Let's go. Let's duke it out. Let's see what happens. So, that's great. you know, that's really reminded me. Um, I was a volunteer coach in Oklahoma when I started mm-hmm. coaching and my last year there, um, we, we had the, we had the type of team that you're talking about. Not very, not all that much talent. We had one kid who uh, he was, he went to go and play division two baseball in, in Oklahoma. Nobody else after that, I don't think nobody had a division one offer and it was amazing. And it just reminds me and how great, you know, if you really put the time and effort to teach kids those things, it's great to see them evolve and really take on your mentality as a coach mm-hmm. and the things that you're preaching them. And I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, Clay, this team, <laughs> this team that we had, the errors that we made, it was just, it was just like, how in the world are we winning right now? <laughs> and we won 30 games that year, yeah. it, but it was, it was, it was, we as coaches said to each other that the, the, every every game. I mean, this is the funnest. This is one of the funnest years we've had, but it's because those kids just they bought into the mentality. They bought mm-hmm. into this. I don't care who we're playing. Um, I, I don't care what our talent level is. We're gonna show up and we're gonna give it everything we got. And and we yep. beat teams that there's kids that have the potential to play in the MLB. And it was just yeah. it was amazing to see. And you know it's it's great to hear you tell that story because it all. It, I mean. As coaches, we need to remember those. T- we, we need to remember those moments, and we need to carry it over into Correct. the next place we go to. Because yeah. the next program you go to needs to hear those things. They need to be taught Correct. those things because maybe they haven't been hearing it before. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's great what it is that y'all are doing, and keep on keep on doing that. Because thank you, thank you. you want to hear you want to hear stuff like that, and oh yeah, that's what keeps you going. Um, what is it about? Well, can, can I say? Yeah, can I ahead. say one thing on that? The yeah. what? A, one thing that we bought. What buy-in's a big thing, hmm. and one of the things that the kids bought into, and we had discussions there. And I know I said the first year I was like, "Listen, this is not just about baseball. This is not just about you right here. You have said when and then when those guys graduated." I sat there and said, I said, at our banquet, I said, listen, you guys didn't just play baseball. You didn't just do something 
as a sport. Everybody wants to go through high school. Everybody wants to be remembered for something. Every single one of you on this team is going to that graduated this year and are part of this program. You are going to be remembered because you started something new. This just isn't about a game. This is about building people. This is about building men. This is about building an organization, a community from the little league teams all the way up that we go out and we have a mentality that is relentless, that we go earn. And you guys started that. And that's one of the things that they really bought into is that this just this wasn't just about a game. And we still have that in year four. Um, last year we graduated 11 guys that started the program with us. So that was kind of tough at the end. And, that, and again, I said that then too. And I said, listen, man, we've, you, you built something here that will, that will be with you forever. You know, I don't know if it'll last at Kennerdale forever. Um, but as long as we are, we're there, it will. Um, but whether it does or not, you cannot deny what you guys did and the impact that you have. So all your records and all the things and this, what my average was, or who cares? You built something that was great, that impacted a ton of people. And you, there's no price, there's no stat that can, that can impact that, that is greater than building a culture uh, of a winning mentality. Uh, there's, there's no greater thing that, to do than that. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. You keep, you keep mentioning, you know, how you got the community behind mm -hmm. the baseball. So what were some of the things did y'all, did y'all actively uh, go out in the community to get them, to get them fired up about, about the baseball program? I mean, what did y'all do to get the community as involved as you say that they are? Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of it, well, we tried to do some things, you know, just to make sure, you know, and, and kind of give back. But I think more of it was just the, just the example that they set. Yeah. And when they started hearing like, Oh, they're doing this, they're doing what? No, wait, these guys are doing what in school. The, our baseball players were acting different. They're like, Oh, like, so teachers are like, okay, all right. You guys are getting, you know, you're getting good grades. You're doing this in the communities when they're out, like you're, they're together. They're seeing them at different restaurants. They go all, they go to eat. Um, they even have a pizza name, the Relentless Pizza, at one of the shops right down oh, down awesome. in uh, in Fong Grove. It's a Relentless Pizza. Um, but like, so they did this and build this bond, and people see that. And what that did is it flowed over, and people were interested. So our community was interested about, okay, well, what's going on? These guys are different. Like this isn't the same KD baseball that's been here. So what's going on? Uh, and so they started to come out to see and be like, oh, okay, all right, now you guys are winning. Like, all right, well, what's going on here? And then the next year too, like now they're looking to see, okay, is this going to last or was it just a fluke last year? But it started to happen again. And our second year, again, that's when we went to the States. And we had like, you know, what I say, 50 to 70 people there at our district championship. I'm like, what? Um, and, and so they just wanted to see what was going on. And our kids have it as an example. We have it as an example, um, not only in school, um, uh, on the field, in our community. Um, but people get interested when they see something different that's positive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that was the biggest thing. And that then we have guys that play some other sports uh, and we have some other guys that, that we're friends with that, that coach other sports. And that mentality started to go into the other boys programs as well. Like our basketball team, we got guys that play on our basketball team. So they took that mentality that they had there and they, they put it in, into the basketball program and implemented that there. 
And, you know, they've been to districts the last two years and stuff too. Um, and then our football team, our football team is kind of notorious. I mean, I have seventh graders come in and the football, they're like, Oh, we're just going to go. Lose. I'm like, dude, what? You're going to go lose. I'm like, that's stupid. And I'm like, that's a crappy attitude because you might as well not even show up. All right. What's yeah. it, What's the point? And um, so that's still changing. We we're a really small school. So having the, uh, basically it's having the O-line to be able to hold stuff and be able to run and pass. Uh, it's pretty difficult just because we just don't have the size and the amount of kids to choose from. Um, so our football program, they're, they're instilling in that as well. And the coach, uh, coach there is, is, you know, he, he has the same mentality we do. Um, so that's not, it's not increasing win wise as much as they would like, but at the same time, it's increasing people, it's increasing mentality wise, just the same, which is, which is great to see for the football program. Um, so just that example is, it's just kind of filtered over mm -hmm. um, to other people because they're looking and going, okay, well, what's going on here? Starts making um, think so, uh, we need to try this out yeah. too. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, uh, it, leadership is influence and influence is example. And if you don't have that example, I mean, you're not going to influence anybody. So, um, and, and that goes into everything, you know, whether you go into business, you know, when you look as, as a teacher, you look at your administration and you want to look and see, you know, well, what's their influence? You know, what is it? What are they about? Um, what's their, why, what are they, how, how, you know, what are they going to do to help me? What culture are they building? And, um, it really, everything comes down to, um, I think it's the new currency and I, I listen to like Bradley and, and dropping bombs and, and, and a couple other podcasts. Mm -hmm. And it's really true. They always say, you know, the new currency is, is relationships. And John, I'm, I don't know if you've read John Maxwell before, but he always, one of my favorite quotes is people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And our players know that we're going to go to bat for them. Our players know that we're going to show up for them and they know that we care. We don't just care about wins. We don't just care about what they do in the field we care about them as people mm -hmm. and that's when you have a culture that's when you have kids that that will come in and and buy into that because mm -hmm. it's not about wins mm -hmm. um as a coach like i get super pissed about coaches who are out for themselves i played underneath of them i didn't listen to a damn word they said because dude you're out for yourself mm -hmm. and if it's a win 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 it's all about winning you're that's an ego trip for you to be able to say, Hey, look what I did. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's just, you, you're, you're, you're doing harm to a, a ton of kids and you need to get that's in your little league programs. It's in all your, you know, the younger programs, no matter what sport it is, if you're there because you want to rack up a whole bunch of wins and make yourself look good, dude, that's, you're not there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So you need to leave, like leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, you know, especially with, um, with, with social media and how everything is just in your face. You see a team win a championship. Golly, I, I want to be there. And I think we, I think we more today than anything get caught up in that thought process as coaches. Sometimes I know I was there. I mean, I, I was a big reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I, I want to rediscover and I want to reinforce why I'm coaching. Yeah. Not just, Cause I know I got to a point where I was focusing on the next job title. You know, I yeah. was because my dad, he's a head football coach and he's influenced a lot of people. And I, I have this I have this um, this bad habit of comparing myself. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'll do I'll do it because I want to be I want to be 
I want to do what he's done, the way that he's yeah. impacted kids, the way he's influenced yep. uh, people he's coached with. And, um, but I was getting to a point where like, no, I got, I got to be, I got to be a defensive coordinator at this, at this time of my life. I've got to be a head coach at this time of my life. And I was putting, I was trying to put a finish line on everything. Yeah. And it, it just, I started, I started realizing, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not happy, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. being, I'm not being effective for my players and I'm not being the best version of myself. And right. that's why I've really started, so to speak, it's kind of cliche. I've started this journey, this coach, coach's yeah. journey podcast to really discover why it is that we coach. And I think this is, I, I believe that this is part of, part of one of the ways that you do it is by, connecting with other coaches mm-hmm. who have the mindset like yours, you know, who, who have, may have gone through difficult situations in their life, but now they've figured out a way to, uh, to, to fix it and apply things that give them positive energy. Yeah. And, and then it just, it reflects to your players, you know, and, and ultimately what I'm, what I'm starting to realize more, uh, it, like you said, it's not about you. Okay. They don't, they don't, they don't care about how much you know until they know about, until they know how much you care. And, if you're not being intentional about that, I mean, you're going to, you're going to burn out really fast. One of the, one of the best uh, things that I, I learned from my former head football coach in high school, I still keep in touch with him. Uh, and he is, he's a great mentor. Uh, he, he said to me, we don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. And uh-huh. man, whenever he said that, I was like, wow, <laughs> yes, exactly. Drop the mic. <laughs> It was it was great, and that was just so eye opening for me. It's just yeah. like if I keep going down this path, I'm not going to I'm not going to accomplish the ultimate goal we have as coaches, and that's mm-hmm. to yeah. that's to impact these kids' lives and make them better for the future. Because nobody's gonna you win a championship ten years down the road. More, everybody's not you're going to be the only one who probably remembers it, and with those kids, <laughs> that, that's yeah. about that's about it. You know, yeah. and. And what I've learned too is that when you reconnect with players, you talk about you talk about the the little the little fun times you had, those little moments that you had. You don't talk yeah. about you don't really even talk about the big wins that we had. Yeah. You talk about those little times those little moments of practice that were impact for them and then it just leaves a mark on their life. Yep. So Yeah, and, and that that's just and if I could be real with you a little mm-hmm. bit, um with with what you were saying there. I think that goes back because you're reflectionary, so I feel confident in saying this to you. But you're reflectionary, and that's where you want to go. You you understand where you're at. I think what you're doing there too is that's an ego thing as well. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've worked on in my life, especially being an athlete, there's confidence and then there's ego. Mm-hmm. And being confident because you earned it, or being or or that ego kind of takes over and says, "I want to get here," which I think is where the comparison comes. Mm-hmm. But you also have that great respect for your dad, mm-hmm. and I had that, the same thing. My dad. Uh, beginning of football season, players, he couldn't make it up. For He had time, but he didn't have resources. So they pl- they paid for him to come up from Florida to be there for this just to get back to get together reunion reunion thing, which is awesome. And But that just shows you what he did for other players. And it, it was amazing just to hear the things that people were saying. But then that comparison thing, that when we compare ourselves to different players, or I know I did it when – uh, going up through it well am I as good as that person I was chasing after Pudge Rodriguez mm-hmm. so you know I wanted to beat but I was I wanted to beat him you yeah. know this 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 but really I just 
I need to compete with myself and compare with myself so that I can go where I'm at to where, where I want to go, you know? And that's the same thing like in life that I'm doing now. Like I, I'm, I can't look at like a Sean Whalen. I can't look at like an Andy Frisell. I can't look at like, you know, a Tyler Harris, these guys that, you know, I follow and talk with, like, I can't look at them because that's, I'm not them. Like, but I can look at me and see where I'm at, where I want to go, what I can do to get better. So I think that's what you're doing. And I think that's the biggest thing about coaching is that lots of times we don't take the time to actually reflect on us. You know, we want to, what can we do for players? What can we do for players? But at the same time, some of that, that comparison piece comes back to an ego thing with us and it's not intentional, mm-hmm. but it is there. And luckily, like I say, you're open enough and knowing enough to say, okay, I got to step back here. And where do I really want to go with this? Mm-hmm. Um, because at that, that, if, if you would have, if you continue to do that, you're not going to, like you said, get out of coaching and make the impact that you actually really want to impact because you'll always be comparing to something else that isn't you, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. and I, so it kind of brings me back, my You bet you made this. What you just said right there was perfect. I mean, what's your biggest advice for young coaches when they, if they're say they're getting ready to start in the profession, um, mm-hmm. or they're maybe a year or two, uh, like myself? What's your biggest advice for young coaches? Well, I, I think it, men or women, I think my biggest advice is to find your why in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because through the crap that I went through, and, and I, I've been divorced twice, I've remarried, you know, I'm married for the third time, uh, I've almost been bankrupt, I've almost been homeless, I'm like looking, so I've been through the ringer. Um, but w- all the struggles helped me allow me to find my purpose. Yeah. And my purpose is to help others own themselves and love their story. And to be excited about every day. And what I do now is I put that in there, like everything I do. Like I go to the gym, I do that. I go shopping, I do that. I go teach, I do that. I'm a husband, I do that. I'm a, I'm a father, I do that. I'm a man, I do that. I'm a coach, I do that. So for me to go out in the field and step on the field, my purpose was different when I started. It was to help build a team. But my purpose now is, and I didn't know it then, but I was doing it is to help them own themselves and love their story so that they can go live a life they want and deserve to live. Mm-hmm. And that's my main purpose. How do I do that? I do it through baseball. Yeah. How do I do it? I do it through teaching math, you know, in a class. And I put them in situations where, dude, you're going to go struggle. You're probably going to go fail. Mm-hmm. Good. What are you going to do about it? You're going to go up there and whiff at the ball three times. Are you going to get pissed off and then not do something the next time? Or are you going to get pissed off and do something about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the mound struggling. That guy ain't throwing me the pit. What are you going to do about it? Um, you know, because life's going to drop, kick you in the face over and over again. And what are you going to do? You're going to tuck your tail between your legs, crawl in a corner and cry. Now, I've done that, you know, too. Um, <laughs> but I eventually was like, dude, this is stupid. What am I doing? And I got back up and kicked life back. And and that's as as coaches – when you know your why, mm-hmm. no matter what sport you're coaching, and you apply that purpose and your why into what you're doing, one, you, they, they say do the things that you love and you'll never feel like you need to get paid. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's it, man. Like I love going on the field and standing in front of those kids and being the example because I know that I'm not only teaching them and we're having fun on the field, but I know I'm preparing them for life and they're going to go get something great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a coach and teacher, you never know those kids you impact, but later down the road, sometimes they come along and they're like, Hey, Mr. Smeltz, I still remember this. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That's, you know, awesome. that's pretty neat. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Nice. I, for, yeah. 
So for, for a first, first te- you know, first coach coming along, man, it's just trying to find that why and always remember that. And sometimes you're going to have to go back and figure that back out again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the thing. And that's okay. Don't yeah. beat yourself up for it. Just go back and be like, all right, why did I really start this? What is my purpose here for that? And as long as you know your purpose for what you're doing and the intention that you have with everything you do on that field or on the court or whatever it may be, then you can continue to impact in a positive way and not in a negative way. That's great. That's great. Um, man, we could we can keep talking about that for hours. But <laughs> yeah. I want to roll into something else that we talked about that was really interesting to me. I mean, your influence is not only in the classroom and on the baseball field, but you're you're doing things within the community yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're you're starting this uh, this program called Building the Modern Man. Can you go in, go into that and, and, and talk to us about what it is that you're doing, doing there and what your vision for that program is? Uh, really, we, I, I just get, I get tired of this macho man bull crap, you know, of like, oh, I can drink more beer and you lift more weights. And I mean, I played into it and get more girls than anybody. You know, it's just stupid. And uh, that's not what a real man is. Uh, you know, a real man, we have different things um, like provide and protect, I think is a core aspect of, of what a man does, but that's not like we did 200 years ago where we went out and shot something and brought it back and ate it, you know, like we had to, or we were going to die. Um, so it's not that anymore. And it's different in the world that we live in. And I think there's a lot of adult boys out there, um, that we need to help out, but we also need to help out our youth. And we could do that through coaching is to turn is to transition them into men and into women, um, that go out and really kind of do what they need to. So building the modern man, I got together with my cousin and a friend of mine from high school. We just wanted to really start in our community um, and blossom where we're planted, which is which is here in York, PA, um, and just build a, give it a, a page or a group or an organization um, that allowed men to come together um, and women too. Like there's, a, we don't care. Like women help build men too. So um, just give a group and organization that's going to help build men into actual men and what that is really about. Um, you know, just like a, a college uh, 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 teammate of mine, we just linked up the other day and he put a, a, a post on and, and he, w- he went through extreme hazing and bullying in high school from sports teams. And I'm like, dude, all right, no wonder why. Okay, I, I now, now I get why you acted the way you acted, but he allowed it to rule his life for a lot and not be open. And uh, until we broke through that piece, and really recognize where he was at and known his own self. Now he's like going and talking to schools and stuff like that, sharing his story. Um, but because of what he's been through and that shame that it kind of brings on and those different things like, oh, I would be a tough guy and I talk about it. But really, like we island ourselves off. You know what I mean? Like I've done it. Like I island myself off because I didn't want to talk about anxiety because I was ashamed of it. You know, I want to talk about, you know, divorces and the hurt that I felt from it, you know. And, and the pain that came along with it because, well, I'm a tough guy. I can just handle it. And realizing like, dude, I can't handle it all myself. And I need a group, an organization that comes together that is just there to support. Um, but talk about the real stuff that, that needs to happen uh, in this world and what kind of changes that we want to see. So um, that's why we kind of designed it. And uh, we're three weeks in now and we got over 140 some followers Wow. already and it just kind of like all over the country there's people from different you know all over our country but people from um all over the world i'm like oh, wow. okay so um but just putting content out there just to be real and be open and uh, vulnerable 
Um, so we're just going to want to build a modern man in this day and age. And what does that look like? Because uh, I think that's a big question. You know, what is it that, that a modern man is in this day and age? And, uh, you know, we don't have all the answers at all. Um, but we do have a platform where we can have, we have discussions about it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and really kind of figure that out uh, for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our biggest purpose is who are you and what can you add to the world? How can you own yourself and what can you do to find that purpose? And it doesn't have to be something grand mm-hmm. um, as in like being, you know, like as coach, being the best coach and whatever, because we go that way as men. But what is it for your family? Maybe it's just like, hey, I just want to be the best damn dad I can be. Well, do go be that. And we, we, you know, we're here to support you in that. Or, hey, yeah, I do want to go be and own this business and, and do this and be a multimillionaire. Okay, we're here to support that too. Um, so it's just, we're, we're excited about it. And uh, we don't know all the stuff that's going to come yet. We're kind of yeah. just going with it. Yeah. And um but it's great. We got some ideas coming up and some things that we want to do and, and really kind of hone in and, and, uh, and just, just help people out, man. So that, that's kind of, it's kind of what we're about. So what's the format like? Do y'all just get together and, and meet once a week or what, how's the format work for the, for the building the modern man? Well, we just, right now we just have a Facebook page and we kind of just post on there, okay. um, post different thoughts, stuff like that. Um, it looks like we're going to do, uh, uh, the video that Rick did, uh, was awesome. I mean, it's up to like, I don't know, so in the first day it went up to like 700 and some different views. I'm like, sweet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue to keep doing that because Hey, it worked. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's a great story. And then also connect and promote for him as well. He owns his own gym, uh, and coaches as well. Um, so, uh, he, uh, so we, we were going to put that all together for him too. Um, so just promoting him and, and saying, Hey, here's what you got for that in the New Jersey area. And, um, you know, and just kind of link up, uh, link up different people around the country and we'd love for you to cut us a video too. And just say, Hey, here's what, what is it to be a Bonner man in this world? And then, uh, also, you know, be able to stretch out your platform as well for, for your influence. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So I was, I've been wanting to ask this, um, what is your, probably got a lot of them, but what is, what has been your best memory or your favorite memory uh, of being a coach? Oh man. Well, I think my favorite memory is, is our district championship game Mm -hmm. Um, before the game. And it just came to me that like, dude, I got like stuff just comes to my mind and I'm like, ah, it just comes (laughs) out. Sometimes I'm all over the place, but I came up and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, like what opportunities, these kids have and I gave a little speech before the game started and I say listen I said you guys never knew that the first time I was like think back to the first time that you went to your first baseball practice and the parents were standing around too I was like parents think about the first time that you went and you took your kids to the first baseball practice you had no idea that all of those moments that you did would lead to this moment playing in a district championship like for the whole like you never know like yeah. you had no idea that you would be a part of this team that made this impact that had this amount of people here to watch you. Like you had no clue what this was going to bring for you. You had no clue what the impact that this was going to have, not only on you, but the future generations of our program and our community. I mean, just think about back to that first moment that you walked on that field, picked up that bat, probably swung and missed the tee or whatever it was. Or all the times that you stood out on on short 
and drew pictures in the dirt instead. Of, that was me. And drew pictures <laughs> in the dirt. And your dad, hey, stop drawing pictures. Oh, yeah, I'm playing baseball. But think about all of those times that you've had along the way, and it led to this moment right now. This moment where you have an opportunity to go win a championship, you have an opportunity to go do something great as a win and have this experience, whether you win or whether you, whether you lose, they will know we were here, but you will also know and remember this day because this is a day that will lead to something else that you have no clue what it will lead to, but it's going to be something great. And uh, so that's one of my best memories. We were actually just talking about this the other day on the bus ride. I actually had to ride the bus. Uh, the other day because our coach couldn't ride our head usually our head coach rides and then i drive and then drive home because you know i have kids and stuff like that i don't want to get back home because mm-hmm. i don't want to get it's 45 minutes to, from my house to work so oh, i don't want to wow. go back then um so i rode the bus and i said it, that's one of the things we talked about before the game i said well what was one of your favorite moments of that and a couple of the guys said that moment right there when you told us that like that was a moment that i'll always remember and i'm like oh, that's cool i'm like i didn't know that mm-hmm. you know so so that's cool and and i think one of our players uh that was um our, he's going to go to millersville university and uh just a great dude has an opportunity to really do some good stuff and probably and, and maybe uh take it to the next level into the majors as well and um uh, just a great player and um great great attitude and uh he you know he said that and he's like i i always remember that and um, he's like, I kind of use it sometimes too, is to think back like, man, it's, it's led me to this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, that, that's uh, one of my best memories as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because it, it was just raw in the moment. And I was yeah. just like, I just let it, let it come out. And I don't know if it's exactly what I said there, but it was, it was pretty close. <laughs> but, but you spoke it, you spoke it from the heart. And I think that's yeah. what, I think that's what created that memory for everybody. And yeah. It's one. It's like it's one of those strategies you use when you wake up in the morning. You gotta. You gotta think about what you're grateful for, and yep. I think you saying it and putting it in that perspective starts making everybody think about, man, I, every single little moment. I mean, I was I was doing that. I was doing that this morning. You just you look at your life and you think about all the things that have transpired in the past to lead you to a specific moment. You know, I I think I don't want to go. I don't want to go too deep into detail, but I think of all the things that. I've gone through as a coach to lead me to this point where I'm talking to you, a guy from mm-hmm. Pennsylvania yeah. that I, I, if I hadn't, if I hadn't started thinking this way about what coach really is, you wouldn't be, you, I wouldn't be in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. And just talking to you and, and hearing your perspective has made me better. And I really hope that it's, it, it makes other coaches better. And then they pass it on to their players. Cause I think you, Putting putting the game in that perspective for the players, for the parents, I, I think we need to do that more as coaches. Yeah. For mm-hmm. some reason, I feel like that we're just because of the society today. It's a win now mentality, mm-hmm. and we forget to appreciate those little moments. I mean, why do you th- why do you think uh, that might be that might happen more often today? Well, I, I think it's a, a the easy way. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, it, I mean, every, we have instant access to everything with our phones. Mm-hmm. So it, all that easy access creates a mentality of, well, I can just do very little to get exactly what I want, or I can go YouTube and it'll tell me how to do it. And that's not what it takes. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get anything in life. If you don't go work for it. So that's what we kind of instill, but we also let our parents know right away. Like this is, this is them. You know, if your kid, if your player has a problem on the field, he needs to come talk to us first. You know, we won't talk to you first because 
as a, as a, an adult, as a man, you're going to need to have those conversations and they, they suck, but you're still going to need to have that conversation. And our, and we have conversations with our players all the time. Hey coach, what can I do better to, to get in? What can I do better to earn? All right, here we go. Like, and then it's our job as a coach to be able to give them that feedback in order to be better, to get better and to go try to earn that spot. Um, and, and so forth. So, um, and I think that's a, that's a big thing is, is everything is, is at our access, you know, oh, there it is. So it, it's not really, I don't have to go earn it. You know, I don't have to go page through a book. I have to go to the library. I don't have to go walk down, you know, it's just there yeah. uh, for us. So I think that that is one of the things, but it's also an opportunity as coaches to break it because those things here aren't on the field. Well, unless you allow it to be on the field, we don't. Yeah. Coach, this, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to shed some light on some great information that you've given us today. And uh, from sitting here, it sounds like y'all are doing, y'all are doing it the right way up there and uh, keep, doing, keep doing what you're doing and, and keep being, keep being that like you, you just talking to you, you've given me so much energy for the rest of this day. Like I'm, I'm ready to go to work as soon as we're done here and it's a Saturday. So I'm, and it's Easter yeah. week, but I'm ready to work. I'm ready to, I'm ready to make myself better for the players and I'm ready to get to work because right. we start spring ball next week for football. And um, we, we got to get – it's time to get rolling. But thank you. Thank you done. Again, coach. Thank you again, Coach, and um, hope you have a good day today. Yeah, you too. Thank you. I appreciate it for doing this. And, and however, I can support you and push that out and, uh, you know, just share with our, our community here and uh, share with our players. Or, or if there's somebody that uh, you'd like to talk to, let me know and, and uh, we'll arrange it or whatever and uh, let it rip, man. Awesome, Coach. Thank you. Wow, what a great conversation that was with Clay. It's just it's so inspiring to hear the story of himself and the struggles that he went to and how he has applied it to his life and then how he applies it to teaching his students and coaching his kids. It's just amazing how his positive attitude, it just it, it feeds off into other individuals. And, and that's exactly the type of attitude that we want to approach to every single day. You want to be happy that you woke up and you have the opportunity to impact other people's lives. And then there at the end, when he, he talks about his story that he told to his players right before their district championship, and he, in a sense, made them grateful for all the things that they have gone through to lead up to this point. I think putting those positive uh, words into the ears of our players is just so important. And the more positive that you can put into their hearts, the more that you are going to get out of your kids. So please take from Clay and what he said today and apply it to what it is you're doing in your life and apply it to what it is that you're teaching to your kids in the classroom and as well on the football field, baseball field, basketball gym, whatever it may be, apply these things and you will see success. I want to thank you again for joining us on The Coach's Journey. Please give a follow at The Coach's Journey on Twitter. You can now also follow us on Instagram. You can type in the underscore Coach's Journey and you can find our Instagram page there. And if you would like to be interviewed on this show, please send a message out on Twitter or Instagram. Or if you would like to hear somebody else be interviewed on this show, please, same thing as well, send out a message. All right, I can't wait to hear the feedback that you have on this episode. Please keep listening, and I appreciate your support for the coach's journey.